Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another Material Monday episode of Shelf Aware. Uh, that's it. And I'm Anna. <laughs> and I'm Em. Uh, we're wrapping it up this week. The third book in the His Dark Materials yes. series. Whose Dark Materials? Still unclear. Just his. <laughs> Just his. <laughs> <laughs> it's The Amber Spyglass by Philip Pullman. Yes. Uh, what do you think, Anna? Boy, was this one chunky ass book. Ooh, it sure was. Action-packed, thick, 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 hefty book. Lots to talk about. I uh, enjoyed it. Mm. I think it was, you know, like kind of preachy, but mm. in a direction that I enjoyed. So I didn't find it overbearing. Um, <laughs> and I liked, I liked how it ended. And I'm interested in reading mm. the follow-up novels. Well, we can't, we can't until we get through officially. Our next we cannot <laughs> <laughs> for at least three or four more years. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? Did you like this? I know you're kind of down about the second book. Yeah, I think I liked it overall. I think I think I liked it. Um, mm-hmm. I felt there were definitely some parts that I liked less than others. Yeah. Uh, I felt like it emotionally resonated for me sh- for sure. I cried yeah. at least three times. So the like that end. was oh my gosh. cool. Uh, yeah, the end, there was a bit in the middle, there was a couple other things. It was it was a lot for mm-hmm. me. I also did laugh aloud several times. I don't think I did. I mm-hmm. was I was just in a down scene where mood. they just accidentally killed God. <laughs> oh yeah, like, that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I I agree that it maybe was a little bit preachy at times, but mm-hmm. it was preaching from the pulpit that I agree with. Exactly. So it was like well. tolerable. <laughs> Well, okay then. You're right, Philip Pullman. People do need to be more open-minded and kind. Yes. Down with That's capitalism. That's the solution. Down with organized religion. Uh, uh. It, yeah, I was, I, yeah, very, very clear, very obvious now why the church hates mm-hmm, this book. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, I will say, I think that that was maybe one of my only real complaints with mm-hmm. kind of the direction that this book took well the series took and was taking the whole time um is that it does a thing that a lot of like atheists who are coming from a christian background do which is ascribe the ills of christianity to kind of all religion um and yeah. i think mm-hmm. that does kind of get into like a problematic territory um yes yeah but, you know, it's also, we were already clocking in at like 520 pages, and I don't know if we needed more discourse on how different religions sh- should handle this and whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, fine. Agreed. Um, <laughs> I Yeah, I think if you look at this through a very, like, Western lens, because mm-hmm. uh, that is kind of this book's whole jam, despite, you know, taking place on s- several different continents in several different worlds um yeah (laughs) it's 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 white focused (laughs) yes and i i appreciate that that is where pullman is coming from so i mean that makes sense um it's just very like uh, a lot of the kind of atheist writers of like the early aughts especially where i feel like that was kind of more the vibe of like all religion is bad and if you follow any religion you're dumb and evil sort of thing which i Mm. I don't think pullman at all goes that far like i don't think that's his point at all but i think that that sort of zeitgeist um very much informs the sort of views of atheism at that time and i feel Mm -hmm. like most atheists now have a slightly more hopefully not all i guess i should say but the atheists that I like to associate with have a more nuanced view of religion in general. Yes, yes, this was very all or nothing. Like, yeah, you can either have religion or 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 you can save the world. You can have <laughs> religion can save the or freedom, and there is yeah. no in between. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> like, all right, sure. Um, neat. 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 I was trying to think, do we need a segue here? I mean, not really. We not really. Don't... We don't kind of just get into the book. Yeah, cause... we just talk about it. These yeah. episodes are so weird. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I'm weird going for to be... us. Hopefully not weird for you guys. They're weird for us to record. They just I feel like it'll be 
it'll be nice when we get back into a longer form series mm-hmm. and kind of can get that structure back in our life. You and the know? books will be shorter. The books will be shorter. They will <laughs> not be 520 pages. Because yeah. like halfway through this book, I was like, should we have split this into two episodes? Because this is so much substance. I was thinking of that like 15% of the way through when mm-hmm. I texted you. I was like, there's so much to talk about already. I am overwhelmed. And I disagreed <laughs> with that because I did. I do still feel like the first 25% of this book is just like recap. There was like was so needed. many new ideas just introduced like, by the way, here's these small pixie people. By the way, angels yeah, are characters yeah, I guess now. That's like, true. Okay. <laughs> but I felt like the plot of what was happening mm. was just a lot of like, let's go to different rooms and have different characters tell characters about the <laughs> stuff that the characters did in the last two books. Yeah, yeah. And it I was tried like, to do the like, intrigue thing a little bit too much in this yes. book. like it didn't go hard enough on that and like I don't know yeah this was this was so long it was so let's go ahead and get into let's talking talk about, about what happens in it so yeah the episode isn't two hours long <laughs> no let's just talk about how long the book yeah. was for another hour <laughs> um okay so uh, just to start off I'm gonna kind of refer to every like major player in the book kind of what Good. they're yes. doing and it. then we'll the plot kind of occurs from there so we got lyra she was kidnapped by mrs coulter at the end of book two currently is being held in a cave in the himalayas in her world her original world um she's under some sort of like sleeping potiony spell um mrs coulter is like she kind of goes through like <laughs> why I can never like fully sympathize with Mrs. Mm. Coulter. She gets like reverse Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she only yes. learns to love her daughter when her daughter is under a sleeping spell and she has to take care of her daughter during that. Like, <laughs> Was this like Lyra's special thing of making everybody want to be her mom? Did it just finally kick in with Mrs. Finally. Coulter? It, yeah, it was like an exposure thing. Mrs. Coulter just like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I wish it had kind of gone more into like the, the uh, I don't want to say like seduction because it's not a romantic or mm. sexual thing. But you know, like the the uh, the way she draws people in and gets them mm-hmm. to like her. And, and we do see like Will himself like compares like Lyra and he's like Mrs. Coulter used to do that same thing and like people would you know like I really liked it when Mrs. Coulter did that because it reminded me of Lyra and like he sees the similarities between the two and both are like very charismatic people and know that and use that to their advantage and like we didn't really talk about like is this just like a normal like I definitely feel like if this was a different book series, somewhere around this point, it would be like revealed that Mrs. Coulter was secretly descended from mermaids or something and had like sirens. magical siren powers and had passed this gift on to like, like that was vampires the vibe. With mesmer. Yeah, like something where it's like, oh, there's something, but it's never fully explained. And I feel like a lot of the stuff in this book that it books in these books that aren't fully explained um it didn't bother me too much because Mm -hmm. I felt like with pretty much everything it wasn't that Pullman was just making stuff up it was that like he knew why it worked this way and just didn't tell us right like it felt like he was being purposefully vague about stuff rather than being like it has to work this way just because it has to work this way you know yes yeah yeah like hand waving like and you kind of you just go along there's so much other stuff to focus on it's like okay yeah I will not take up my brain energy on that and that isn't to say that he actually did have an explanation for everything it's just that the way he crafts the story is very like well done in a way that it's like a magician right he redirects your attention (laughs) yes yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) he smokes that we don't see him like pulling doves out of his coat sleeves exactly (laughs) um so while lyra is under this spell she dreams of roger and speaking to roger in like this wasteland kind of environment which she learns because these these like we get these like really like one page italicized incomplete conversations in between Mm. chapters for the first part of the book where lyra and roger are having this conversation um and we find out that uh, roger's in the land of the dead this is actually like a world that Lyra and Will could potentially visit and so Lyra says like Roger 
you know, just wait for me. I'm coming. I'm going to come rescue you. I'm going to fulfill my promise I made to myself all those books ago. Um, and Roger's like, but how do you know? And Laura's like, well, we'll save me. I know. Blah, 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 blah. So she has made this dream promise to a ghost that she's going to rescue him from death. Okay. <laughs> she does not doubt this for one moment <laughs> that she will do this. <laughs> so, you know, props to Lyra. She's got confidence in spades. Um, Will. Will his, is hanging out with some angel bros, uh, Baruch and Baltimos, mm-hmm. is how I pronounce them in my head. I did not listen to any of the audiobook of this one because I just didn't. <laughs> I just read it with my eyeballs. Uh, they are... In a, they're in a relationship. I was a little bit confused because Will straight up asks, "Hey, Baltimos, are you a man?" Mm. And Baltimos is like, well, "Baruch is. I don't know about me." And then the book proceeds to use like he him pronouns. I was like, well, "Okay." I believe they meant man as in human. Okay. Not okay. Yeah, because I believe Baruch was like like uh metatron one of the other angels was yes. a human that ascended to angelhood right because mm. baruch was uh enoch's brother i believe yes Unless yes I've they got were brothers. Mm-hmm. yeah so they were both men as in humans not humans. man as in gender okay. yeah so they're they're gay they're fully gay angels it's fine yeah i liked <laughs> i liked that and then one of them went and died yeah that was a little Typical. unfortunate for the um, well and i mean technically by they the end of it died, both yeah. of them went and died. <laughs> so you know a little unfortunate that your only like canon gay characters did die but also like i don't know i Thanks, feel like I there's yeah and i also felt like there was a lot of room for interpretation with some of the other characters where i was like uh, I'm, I'm giving it a bisexual pass on this one <laughs> Not fully LGBTQA approved, but you get the bisexual pass. <laughs> uh, the the angels want to take Will straight to Lord Azrael, but Will's like, I'm not going anywhere without Lyra, so you can either help me go fetch her um, or y'all can fuck off for real because I'm just going to use my knife and go. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Will has clearly been listening to our podcast as he really heard us say, just be knives and just took that be to heart. Knives. Yes. I mean. Will, Will says, knife is only thing I can do. <laughs> I've got a knife. I've got knife. That's the answer to every problem we've ever had. Don't even worry about it. I've got a knife. <laughs> Will, the best Hork-Bajir in the multiverse. <laughs> so, uh the angels are like, all right, we know we can help you find Lyra. So as they're like flying to where Lyra is being kept, they're attacked by Metatron, who is big angel boy. Um, and they will comes to find out after they escape from Metatron that Baruch and Baltimos are rebel angels. They've basically the learned best the secret. And coolest angels. <laughs> the coolest Gay thing. rebel angels. And they're wearing leather jackets. And their hair is dyed. And you see. Baltimore says his nipples pierced. It's real cool. <laughs> he can't because they don't have physical bodies, but sometimes are affected by physical things in a way that made very little sense to me. But it every time just I stopped whatever to think, felt good. Every time I stopped to think about it, Pullman just went the prestige and made me focus on something else. <laughs> Truly, this was a book of prestiges. <laughs> um. Baruch is like, hey, I'm Metatron's brother, and I found out that the authority, or God, uh, is not actually the creator of angels and mankind. He's just kind of like the first one to come along and claimed the title of authority, or God. But he's all old and stuff now, and Metatron, who is like his regent for the kingdom in the clouds or whatever, kind of like Olympus, sort of. (laughs) Uh, Metatron, who's the regent, has been like kind of getting uppity and trapped God in a little box and is ruling the kingdom of heaven now. So we're going to go tell Lord Azrael all that. Uh, they decide to split up. Baruch's like, I can fly fast. I'll go tell Lord Azrael this, but he dies on the way. Well, he gets to Lord Azrael, but he dies because um, he's attacked by Metatron again. And then Baltimore is like, I'll go with you, Will, to rescue Lyra. And I mean, he sticks with them until they get to Lyra and then he flees from battle because he is depressed that Baruch has died and also a weakling. 
He's like, I'm not made for fighting. Peace. I have no body. I have no body. Cannot do. I have nobody to love me. And also no body. And no body to love. It's very sad. <laughs> uh, the church in Lyra's world, another major player in this book. Um, we get a lot of like church information. I'm not going to talk about any of it. it I'm not going to talk about a lot code. of the intricacies of this book unfortunately so if you really want an in-depth analysis you will have to read it yourself unfortunately but um the church in lyra's world has learned about lyra being referred to as eve in that prophecy and they're like we gotta kill this bitch (laughs) so and suddenly everybody has a fucking alethiometer they're just coming out of the woodwork yeah yeah fucking asriel's got an alethiometer fucking church has got an alethiometer and they're like well it takes a while to read it i'm like this was lyra's one thing it's like if everybody suddenly got knives it's very rude (laughs) just be golden compass (laughs) um so they're gonna kill lyra capture mr coulter because she's still valuable to someone and also if that fails They've sent out this guy named Gomez to just assassinate her. So, like, I can't remember if it was, like, Father Gomez or Brother Gomez. Doesn't matter. Gomez has been, like, punishing himself for a, a sin. No no sin in particular. Just one he wants to commit in the future. And he's punished himself so thoroughly that the church is like, you could get away with murder and still be seen as innocent. <laughs> You're the perfect guy for us to send out to assassinate a child. <laughs> And Gomez is like crying. He's so happy to have received this opportunity. He's like, I will not let you down, president of the church. It's like, thank God I can finally stop doing Hail Marys and or flagellating myself, <laughs> yeah, whatever like, is going on here. Like, <laughs> he, he finally throws that cat of nine tails in the fireplace. He's like, never again. <laughs> and the president's like, oh, you might want to hold on to that in case we want to do a little bit of light arson when you get back. Yeah, <laughs> we might need you to commit more sins in the future. If it proves you are, if you prove yourself as a competent murderer of children. <laughs> Always good to have one around. Absolutely. Um, Dr. Mary Malone, who's another person. Last we saw her has just like, I'm going to wander around Chittagazi. She's found a new world uh, full of, like she's found another door in Chittagazi. And this new world is full of these like elephant creatures that move around. They dig their claws into these giant seed pods. I was imagining coconuts, but possibly even bigger because they're carrying the weight of elephants. Um, They dig their claws into these giant seed pods and then just use those as wheels and cruise around. I Uh, highly recommend that you look up pictures of these guys because it really... I did not even think to do that. What are they called? Mufela or something? Mufala. Yeah, Mufala. Mufala. Yeah. Mufalos. Buffalo. Um, oh my god! <laughs> I love you find them? them. I love them. They're, they're hideous, great, right? They're so they're great. So ugly. Because I could not picture them. Because they're also like described as being oh on like a god. diamond frame instead of like a spine. And I was yeah. like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about anymore. So I did have to look them up. And I was like, Oh, I love them. They're my oh. precious babies. Yes, they're so ugly, cute. <laughs> and imagine riding astride one of those. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Amazing. Be great. Perfect. Yes. Best friend. <laughs> so Mary goes like full Jane Goodall with these creatures, except for they are like, they have human intelligence, like human equivalent intelligence. They have intelligence. They're a civilization. Now, here is my question to you, Anna. Yes. In our 2022, uh, read 2022 or read 22 books for 2022 challenge that everybody is doing obviously look it up on twitter and story graph (laughs) um (laughs) there is a call to read a chores book can Um, i count mary malone's part of this book as a chores book because that is what it was to me i fully skipped over huge chunks of mary Uh malone's sections they Uh were so boring (laughs) it's just her doing various chores with the diamond elephants absolutely yes she was like have you ever wanted to know what this made-up fantasy race of creatures does uh, do you want to hear about me making nuts yes great let's do it let's do it (laughs) here's how we do each other's nails here's how we build a platform here's how we smooth out amber to make a spyglass (laughs) literally all of those things happened in this book so yeah it was a lot she had a lot i was like you really could have just like I don't know, had one chapter. 
I mean, I feel like it was good in that, again, the prestige. I feel like if it had been one chapter at the beginning and then we came back to it, we would have been like, oh, that was convenient. Like, now Mary Malone's back in the story. Whereas, like, her being in the story the whole time made it, like, feel more integrated, you know? But at the same time, her parts were very boring. (laughs) Extremely. (laughs) Sorry, Mary. They were, though. Sorry, Mary Malone. Um, she lives with these mulefa, mufela. I don't remember. I can't remember. Buffaloes. Muffaloes. Yeah. No, the, elef- the elephant motorcycles. She lives mm-hmm. with them for a while. And uh, she comes up with a spyglass made of amber that allows her to see dust. Thus the name of this book. <laughs> there you go. There um, it is. And her whole thing is like she sees like the dust in the sky has like a current like a river would. And she can kind of see where it's headed. And um she's like look it's it's different it's changing i don't know there's a whole thing with the buffaloes where they're like oh the we can see dust because we're super cool like that and also i think like way older than most of the other species in this like have had sentience for longer Mm -hmm. um we can see dust and about 300 years ago like the dust started getting weird and like the big bird thing started like fucking shit up more um so can you please help us figure out what's going on with the dust because like you're you think different thoughts than we think so like mm-hmm. get to it so then she has the thought to climb a tree and she's like spyglass tree oh i can see in the sky great awesome i can mm-hmm. see where the dust is going the dust is leaving the dust this is, is leaving no this good. place the yeah. dust has got to stay here this will be relevant don't worry <laughs> put a pin in that Keep yes it. 300 pages later we'll get back mm-hmm. to that lord asriel uh, has spies in the church and he learns about what they plan to do he sends his own forces out to the mountains to save Lyra from the church. Basically, this whole thing, Lord Azrael and his forces want to preserve dust because it is good and cool, and the church wants to get rid of it because it is seen as sin. But if you get rid of all the dust, you'll kill off a bunch of cool things, like the seed pod trees that the the elephant motorcycles need to roll around in, and like the ice caps are melting and shit. And the church just wants to get rid of all the kindness and happiness in the world. Essentially is what it boils down to. is like the church is close-minded and evil. Dust is like human ingenuity, and church yes. is like, no, no progress. Progress stay same. Yeah. No like. Yeah. We want to uh, stay powerful. If people think too much, then maybe no more church. Oh. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. And Lord Azrael is like, dust is the shit. But, like, he doesn't really know a lot about it also. He's just like, if the church hates it, I want it. <laughs> His plan is also to, like, he just wants to kill God kill god number one but also just like leave all of the other worlds and make his own super world on yes. an abandoned world and yes, be like where there's no life at all this is the republic of heaven now and uh everybody everybody can come be cool here so just be he, chill everyone be he chill here basically does that thing of like retreating to the treehouse and putting a no girls allowed sign out except yes. it's no church allowed no church um, allowed which i mean <laughs> it's a move for sure uh and we also find out later that this would only have worked for about 10 years before he got yes. sick and died so like because uh bad plan alert, all around we eventually Azrael. find uh our way back to will because you know last episode when we're like they're dead now it doesn't matter and then like it turns out we're stupid um because everybody matters because get of the world of the dead so john yep, perry yep. will's dad shows back up and is like hey remember how i was dying because i had been in like a world that wasn't my own for 10 years mm-hmm. can't do that because your demon doesn't like living in other worlds yeah yeah you gotta go to your own world gotta go to your own world so pin in that too guys mm-hmm. that also is very important <laughs> Um, Lord Asriel also sends out some spies. Um, they're from another world. There is a race of like little pixie type people called Galavespians. Um, their whole thing is like they can ride their demons and also dragonflies. And uh, they have like heel spurs that are full of poison and can knock out a full grown adult and kill them with like one little prick. They're cool people. Very cool. Uh-huh. So, see, he sends two, the Chevalier Tialis and Lady Salmachia. Guessing on the names again. Sorry Sounds if I right. mispronounced them. Uh, he sends them those two out to, like, keep an eye on Will and Lyra and eventually get them back to his fortress to keep them safe. Me has cool. this whole thing where he's, like, talking to uh, – I know I'm jumping around here a little bit, but it, the point where he – no, not where he sends them. 
I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. He's talking to Mrs. Coulter at some point, and mm-hmm. he's like, she's like, don't you just love our daughter? She's so great. And he's like, no, our daughter fucking sucks. I only care about Will. But then, like, later, he's like, just kidding. My daughter's the most perfect being in the whole world. He's and I'm like, like, he only likes her because he's like, can you believe we gave birth to the one child in the multiverse that can fuck shit up for real, though? Like, we gave birth to a badass. But, like, he already knew he already knew about some of the fuckery she had done. Like at the end, he's like, yeah. it's so cool how she did this really cool thing later in this book. And also how she like tricked a polar bear. That's so dope. But then at the time he's talking to Mrs. Coulter and is like, she fucking sucks. Yeah. I he knew about, about the polar bear thing already. So like, I guess this was just a play to like get Mrs. <laughs> Coulter to be annoyed at him. But yeah, like, why like, are you nagging your daughter? She's not yeah. even there. Like he's like, she's just a dumb dumb little girl who's dumb and doesn't know how to do things and i'm like could you chill for like five seconds second be proud of your girl she is 12 (laughs) (laughs) also mrs culture's 35 i was like damn i wasn't Mm. expecting that for some reason i was like how young then i'm trying to do the 23 math thank you yeah yeah 22 when when she got knocked up but i mean like couldn't be me I know, right? I was like, this whole time I'm sitting here trying to sympathize with Lyra, and it turns out I'm way closer to Mrs. Coulter's age. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't frame it like that. That's... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Depression. All right. Those are all of our major players. Just try and keep them all in your mind. <laughs> Whatever. Will, on his way to the mountains to save Lyra, meets up with York Burnison, king of the bears. The bears are moving south because the polar ice caps were melting. They couldn't this survive there. Sad. Uh, the church caused global warming is the message here. Also, though, he, he's like, let's move the polar bears south. And they have to do like this whole, like, Will does a show of cleverness to accomplish this goal mm-hmm. um, in meeting York. And then, like, so it's, like, all these trials and tribulations to get the polar bears and whatever. And then, like, they're there for five minutes, and York's like, uh, this isn't going to work. We're going to have to go back. Yeah, York, like, he kills one goat, and he's like, this place fucking sucks. We're going back north, because we can always just swim. The like, snow here. York, I don't like it. I like the York, snow back home better. bad king. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? Um, he's like, but we gained good knowledge coming here. I guess, but really, like... The knowledge was just you had to be there to help save Lyra. I guess, like, you could look at it of a way of, like, uh, again, progress versus tradition and whatever. And it's, like, it's better to try something and for it to fail than to just keep doing the same thing over and over again. So, like, I get it in the terms of the the themes of the book. Right. But in the terms of, like, these polar bears just had to go on this whole trek and fuck a whole town up and then had to immediately turn around and go back. It's very funny. Yeah. Ghosts aren't tasty and they're hard to kill. We got to go back. (laughs) York just like read a dictionary before you go next time like Google Google the mountains yeah I feel like the dictionary would be like mountains home to goats I don't think (laughs) not good for polar bears that's the whole dictionary entry if you look at mountains in the dictionary.com right now I feel like a thesaurus or most likely an encyclopedia would be the best choice but you know yeah either or probably (laughs) Yorick should have booted up Encarta on his computer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and looked up the entry for mountains before leaving. He should have just gotten his alethiometer out since apparently everyone Everybody has one now. Everybody has one. Should I go to the mountains? And no. then the alethiometer would have been like, maybe just you is fine Maybe to don't bring everybody You don't need with. all the bears. <laughs> also, there was a part, I know I'm like jumping, nitpicking shit that doesn't matter, but like... There was a part in this where he's like, uh, bears are solitary and there's only like 30 bears. And I'm like, wasn't there like a whole town of bears? In I feel the like there was one? like 200 bears in the last yeah. book. Yeah. Like a city was... of bears. Like the dude had multiple wives at least. Yeah. So like. You can't do that with 30 bears. <laughs> like, unless they're just all your wives. They're all your wives and no one else is allowed to have a wife. <laughs> That's why there's so few bears. <laughs> <laughs> it's very poor planning. Um. Yeah. So Will, Will joins York directs him to where Lyra's being held captive. They go to save her. There's a little girl in the mountains who she's been bringing Mrs. Coulter food and has noticed that Lyra is being kept under a spell. Um, and she has procured some herbs to awaken Lyra. And she was going to go rescue her on her on her own. 
Uh, but then Will get, shows up and they're like, all right, let's do this together. The two of them cut into the cave to say to save Lyra, but then Mrs. Coulter, she knows they're there. Because Mrs. Coulter never gets tricked, is the thing about Mrs. Coulter. <laughs> I was really hoping the little girl, Alma, was going to be, like, the main character for this book. Like, we added Will yes. in the last one. I was like, okay, we're getting a new ma- little kid main character. No. No, she fucks off after this. She's like, bye, I'm going back to my village. And then I think that village got destroyed, so she's probably dead. She's probably dead. But, but... Gets to become dust now. Yeah. So that's good, at least. (laughs) (laughs) A happy ending. Yes. Good for her. (laughs) There's a standoff uh, between Mrs. Coulter and the two, three children. Uh, Will ends up breaking the knife. He tries to cut into another world, but then Mrs. Coulter says something that makes him think of his mom. And because his attention is split, the knife hooks onto, like, a thing it makes sense in the books the hook gets stuck in like a seam between worlds essentially and just ends up breaking into seven pieces um tragic the galavespians show up and paralyze mrs coulter with the poison in their heel spurs uh and then will lyra and the galavespians escape through another window will had left open in order to get in the cave in the first place and amma just like runs away and eventually dies we assume <laughs> probably most likely yes mrs coulter is then captured by lord Azrael's forces and taken back to his fortress which she escapes immediately she she grabs but like it's all part of Azrael's plan for her to escape kind Azrael's of i think like, i'm playing 7d chess while everyone else around me is just <laughs> running around <laughs> it's ridiculous which did make it seem like the confrontation between Azrael and god was going to be important Mm-mm. no no <laughs> it's certainly no no the um, prestige exactly <laughs> while you were looking over there will and lyra accidentally killed god without even knowing who it was <laughs> um Mrs. Coulter immediately escapes. She gets like this thing called an intention craft, which is basically like a airplane you fly with your brain thoughts. And um, Lord Azrael watches her go like, ha ha ha, all part of my plan. Um, <laughs> the next has- line is like, her, him and the other dude go to go look at the much better intention craft yeah. they have in the other room. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> He's like, we set her up to steal that shitty intention craft. And now we're going to go look at the good one and also this is exactly what mrs coulter is about to do i can predict her and the only reason i can predict her is because it's the only thing she hasn't tried yet <laughs> um there's another galavespian who like hops on board without mrs coulter knowing this guy's name is lord roke he's like he's the leader the leader yeah. yeah yeah so mrs coulter does she goes to the church she tries to spy on them or for them but they also immediately arrest her they're and, like, no, we're we're done. Yeah, we're done like, with we this. cannot trust you. First of all, you're a woman, and secondly, <laughs> we don't like you anymore. <laughs> and thirdly, we're all very horny, and we know how this is gonna go with you. So yeah. just stop. So please have a sleep in our nicest bedroom. <laughs> we lock the door, um, and then while you're sleeping, we're gonna come in and steal your locket that you've kept a lock of your child's hair in, and uh, take that hair. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Will, Lyra, and the Galavespians all go back to Lyra's world and meet up with York because Lyra's like, oh, York, Bernard said he could do anything. He could fix your knife. Well, I know he could. He could do anything he puts his mind to. Don't worry. He'll fix it right up. Like the way Lyra talks in all of these books, I'm like, can someone just like knock her out for a second? Like tell her I... to take a breath. It's okay. <laughs> I was thinking almost the same thing, but about Will. Like I feel like... <laughs> The children characters in these books just talk in such like, and it makes sense for Lyra because in my head, I'm like, well, she's from old timey. Will is from our time. Like, yeah. he should not be being like, oh, Yorick Bernison, I just wish to go back to see my mother for it isn't fair that I've left her with an old woman. Like, I'm like, dude. <laughs> I know his whole thing is like, he's supposed to be unnoticeable. Like, people just don't notice him because he's good at blending in or whatever. But here he is just spouting off to everybody in this book. I'd be like, look at that nerd immediately. 
and he'll be like, I have a knife. I'm about to cut you That's with true. it. That's true. Don't look at Lyra. Like killing. Don't talk to me. <laughs> he doesn't like killing. He doesn't, but he does it so much and so well. Mm. <laughs> um, York is like, all right, Will, I'll fix this knife for you, but I don't like it. I don't like this knife. I don't like you using it. You don't realize this, but that knife has intentions of its own, and those intentions are bad. And Will's like, yeah, but I need it. So York's like, oh, fine. <laughs> I will make this knife for you, but it's going to be ugly now. <laughs> and There's also a lot of alethiometer play in this and every other scene yeah. with Lyra checking to see if things are Gucci with the alethiometer and yeah. what they want. So just... it's Yeah, know. it's safe to assume in this book if Lyra does anything, it's because the alethiometer said she should. Yeah. <laughs> She's on this thing constantly. <laughs> Just fine. <laughs> Whatever. That's her I mean, I would be too if I had a magical Truly. device that told me all the answers. Like, 100%. I'd be checking in with that thing. I would ask it everything. What should yeah. I have for breakfast this morning? <laughs> should I dye my hair? <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to be ugly when I grow up? <laughs> um, eventually, Will, Lyra, the Galavespians make their way to the land of the dead. This place fucking sucks. Okay. It is like a wasteland place where all the ghosts go and they're just gathered there and they're all miserable because there's no like features of any kind to this place it's just a big empty gross stupid place and um the like the guardians of of the land of the dead are these harpies that fly down every time you try to sleep and they remind you of every embarrassing thing (laughs) that's ever happened to you in your entire life which like Hey, Harpies, I've got that on lock. I don't need your help to do that every time I close my eyes to sleep. Thank you. (laughs) And to get to the Land of the Dead, they have to go through, like, pre-Land of the Dead. Yes. And, like, it's, it's like, one of those uh, theme park rides where there's, like, a little mini room beforehand that, like, Mm. gives you the... Like the the, King Kong ride at Universal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, gives you the lowdown on what's going to happen and whatever. Or, like, Um, the Spider-Man line from hell. (laughs) Or like the dinosaur ride at Disney where they're like, oh, there's a, the dinosaur escaped. Oh, my goodness. Or oh, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Or like really you niche if you're from dinosaur. Kansas City and you get on the Cyclone Sam ride at Worlds of Fun and they play that video about how there's a tornado. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Perfect. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, it's like that where you go and um, you're supposed to get on the boat and go. And mm. everybody in this world like – so, which was confusing me because I was like, is this where all of the other people go when they die or is this the world? And then there's like people living here. I don't know. But the people who are living here are like, we know our deaths. We like they're basically yeah. like demons, but not. They it's, just hang yeah. out with us it was and like are like these humans, around all the time. <laughs> humans like wander in here sometimes on mm. accident. And then they have to stay there until they die. They're, like, given documentation that basically says you live here now, but only in, but only kind of. Like, what? And they just hang out in their deaths, which are, like, anthropomorphic like things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not anthropomorphic, I guess. What's the psychopomps, I think, maybe might be what I'm thinking of. Anyway. They're, like, they just Peter Pan's shadow. Yeah. And they're, like, okay, when it's time to die, I'm going to be here to die you and to we'll go die to, you <laughs> we'll go to the land of the dead together and it'll be super fun and everybody's like oh my gosh that's so weird i love my like, death it's so comforting to have my death yeah right love to me love, love a constant death. reminder of my own mortality whereas i have a panic attack when i'm driving home at night and there's not like noise in the car because i start thinking about my own mortality and how i'm eventually <laughs> gonna die like this would not be the place for me yeah uh, <laughs> no it, it's it seems like hell i think it's supposed to kind of be like hell like yeah but then they get we, they get follow the metaphor take all the way them through. to the actual like gate and then they go to a different world which is like getting in the ride um mm-hmm. and that's where all of the ghosts are because lyra has yes. to do this whole thing where she meets her own death and the death's like so you want to die now and lyra's like not particularly and <laughs> not they also like real have to, die just fake die yeah just fake die and they also have to leave their demons behind yeah which so- for lyra is like really traumatic because she's like sees her demon and is like i love pan he's the best i don't want to leave him and for everybody else it's like metaphysical i guess <laughs> but becomes like real for, yeah for will at least yeah they have to cross this big like body of water uh to get to all the other little ghosties um 
and Lyra just like fucking leaves Pan at this dock and is so sad and Will's like Lyra is so brave like she's maintaining contact with Pan the whole time because she knows like what she's doing is shitty but it has to be done Mm. um and I guess this was like the great betrayal that I don't know if y'all remember but the master of Jordan College had mentioned in book one and I thought thought it was was the Roger thing Roger yeah 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 Yeah, but but it it was this (laughs) it was this I don't know, though. I do kind of feel like letting your BFF get murdered by, by your, your dad, dad is actually worse <laughs> than leaving your pet behind for a little while. That yes. might be controversial. but uh, Yeah. <laughs> but Pan was so unhappy. He um, was so sad about it. So sad. Uh, so they meet up with Roger's ghost. And while there, Lyra's like, I'm sorry, Roger. It's all my fault. And Roger's like, no, it's all my fault. And Lyra's like, no, that's just victim blaming. But then they both get closure. Um, And Will and Lyra realize the land of the dead sucks. And the ghosts are very (laughs) unhappy there. So they come up with the idea that they're going to use a knife to cut open a window, a permanent window, to free all the ghosts who want to leave. And um, they have to to climb up to some high up point in this world. And that's very difficult. And it's going to take a very long time. But the longer they stay in the land of the dead, like there's nothing to eat here or drink. Um, there's like they are kind of being drained because they're mm-hmm. they've parted from their demons. There's this whole like there's this whole thing here about like the Holy Trinity, right? Like the body, the spirit and the soul. And like the, what part of that the demon is because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So they're they're slowly losing strength. They still have to climb up this big old dead mountain. There's also this whole part where Will's like, how do you know we can do this? And Lyra's like, "Uh, I actually knew about this whole prophecy basically this whole time, which I don't know if we knew that Lyra knew. Yeah. Yeah. No, she was just like, actually. Actually. Yeah. I overheard this back in book one when the one dude who works for the witches explained it to the Egyptians. And I was like did Pullman just realize that this book was 520 pages and he didn't have enough time to include another scene where a character tells a thing about a thing that already happened? He was like, yeah, she was there. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We're not going to have another character (laughs) drop in to explain this to her. (laughs) The prestige. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, while this is happening, Mrs. Coulter with the hidden Lord Roke are taken to this huge power plant where it is discovered that the president of the church will use Lyra's hair to blow her up with this magic bomb thing they have. Um, Sure. (laughs) So essentially because they have some of Lyra's hair, this bomb can detect wherever she is in any world and blow her up from there. She will blow up there. I don't know if there's a corresponding explosion in the world where the bomb is actually being set, but... Y'all also, I I thought, didn't know about, like, alternate worlds until, like, five minutes ago. So this was very fast, I have to say. I don't know who was developing this or, like, how long it took them, but... Or if it was just, uh, like, sus. a happy accident that they yeah. were like, oh, yeah, we've built built this bomb that can track people anywhere in the world. And someone's like, uh-oh, turns out there's other worlds, too. And they're like, oh, yeah, it does that, too, I guess. Yeah, like, they're like, you, we weren't finished. <laughs> it's fine. It's <laughs> world. <laughs> uh, in order to power the bomb, though, they, one, have to be at this huge power plant. But then, two, they need... They need that burst of energy you get when you separate a demon from its person, and they're going to use Mrs. Coulter for that purpose. Oh, my gosh. It's just like I predicted in the second book. Yes, almost. I was like, I'm so smart. Spot on. But then she gets away. She gets away. <laughs> There's like some sneaking and fighting. Lord Roke is there. He di- but then he dies. He get- gets stepped on and he dies. Um <laughs> Mrs. Coulter is able to escape like the separation process, but then the president of the church is like, "Never fear, I will do it in the name of religion." And he gets up in there and and it severs him from his demon, and he dies. Um, and the bomb goes off, and then Lord Azrael shows up to take Mrs. Coulter away again. He's like, "Here I am, Deus ex husband." <laughs> hey, baby, did you miss me? I know it. I know. Shut up, baby. I know it. <laughs> but. Right before the bomb is going to go off, we rewind just a few seconds, John Perry and Lee Scoresby ghosts show up, and John Perry is like, Will, hurry, cut a window right here into this world and take all this hair out of this contraption real quick. And Will doesn't ask questions, does it in the nick of time. Lyra doesn't blow up. I thought it was that he... 
I thought it was that he cut off more of Lyra's hair and threw it into a random world, and then it went there instead. Oh. Because there was, like, a thing where he has to look for her on her head for the hair that oh. matches the hair that was cut and then cut, like, the rest of it. Probably. And then throw it. Because I think, because then the I'd bomb does go off somewhere and that causes, like, issues. I don't know. The bomb does go off in the land of the dead. Let's see. I had a, I, let's see if the synopsis I had pulled up. Okay. They tell her to shave the spot on her head where the lock of hair was taken. I missed this. Mm. And then Will puts the hair in another world. Yeah. And it creates, so it, it works, but not like fully. Um, I totally was just like, I was like, I don't care about this bomb. Let's just get out of the world of the dead. I'm so sick of this. Um, they, uh, the bomb goes off, I guess, in this other world, but then it also does cause an explosion in the land of the dead. So like they are in this like mountain tunnel going up and all of a sudden, like the ground explodes and there's this huge abyss that like if you fall off this tiny ledge that they've managed to stay on, you will be lost forever. That would suck. So um, it makes their way more difficult, but they still make it. They make it to the summit of whatever place they were trying to get to. Will cuts a window into another world and the ghosts can drift out and become one with dust and the air and the sky and the sun and plants and other people who have died and become part of dust. And it's super nice. And spoiler alert, this is the world where Mary is with her elephant people. And she sees, she's like, wow, look at all this new dust. What's going on? <laughs> There's also a thing in here with the harpies where they like struck a deal with the harpies because the harpies yeah. were like put there by the authority to eat the bad stories basically to like feast on them. Mm-hmm. And Lyra is like, well, what if we tell you like good stories instead? As long as they're true. Yeah. And the harpies like, cool, tell us everything about your lives when you die. And then if you will guide you, have- you to this hole. If you've done cool shit in your life, you get to go ascend and be with the dust, basically. If you've been kind and good and open-minded, you can you can dissolve at the end of your life. I don't think it's even, for the harpies, I don't think it's even kind of, like, the kind and good and open-minded stuff is important to making more yeah. dust. But I think the harpies are just like, as long as you do something, like, we don't want to be bored. Yeah. <laughs> we will give a pass to infants, but everybody else <laughs> but needs that to is do things. It. Like, so, like, as long as you've had, like, one really good meal in your life that you could, yeah. like, describe to the last morsel, <laughs> you're good. <laughs> they just want to know about sensations. Um, So, most of the ghosts, like, fuck off into the dust um, and they no longer exist. Some ghosts had originally stayed behind. They're like, this isn't what God intended. And they stay there to be miserable for the rest of their existences. And then there's a third group of ghosts led by John Perry and and Lee Scoresby that are like, hey, we're ghosts. We can help fight off specters in this big battle that is everyone knows about that is about to happen between Lord Azrael and God. Um, and Lyra and Will, you have to go to that world, Lord Azrael's fortress world anyway, because that's where your demons are. So um, you guys leave and then come back to this awful place and guide us to another hole so we can all get out and join this battle. <laughs> that's so a lot holes. it's a lot it's a lot of holes it's a lot of holes <laughs> which will also be important <laughs> so then here's the big battle which i mistakenly thought was going to be the climax of this book we were fools we were fools i was like there's a hundred more pages how long is this fight not very long <laughs> i was like man they're gonna have to do epilogues for like everybody i guess <laughs> this is just like the third lord of the rings damn it <laughs> the movie no i don't know anything about the books because i don't like them anyway uh there's a big battle everyone is fighting in the middle of this fight mrs coulter's like i'm gonna go and try and seduce an angel i mean and she does might as well she's hot yeah the angel metatron who used to be man sees mrs coulter and he's like yeah i'd tap that she leads him to the land of the dead. She's like, hey, if you come with me, I can lead you to Lord Azrael. You can kill him, and then I will be your lover. Consort. And Metatron's like, cool, like that. So Lord Azrael has somehow made his way into the land of the dead, the hole that Will and Lyra cut to escape into Lord Azrael's world. Lord Azrael has found it, has wandered in there, and is in that spooky mountain cave where there's that big abyss. I don't know how that played out. It just did. Prestige. <laughs> I could have misread this. Uh-huh. I thought that it was like 
the bomb went off somewhere and that made a lot of holes in a lot of places and the hole that they were at was like just the hole for that for Lyra's world but I could be wrong about that mm. I thought or not for Lyra's world for uh the new for Repu- the Republic world. of Heaven um I just thought there were just a lot of holes was what I thought but I could be wrong um <laughs> Yeah, the synopsis I saw just says, she leads Minotron to where Lord Azrael awaits at the edge of the abyss. Yeah, I thought the abyss was, like, everywhere. Is but the abyss a constant between all worlds now? I th- I thought so, but I could, again, I could be wrong about that. Mm. I know that Man, there's a thing at the end matter. about how the abyss is, like, where everybody come. Is the abyss maybe on the mountain? Is that it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's inside that the mountain. No, not but... that mountain. The mountain that God is in. Because oh, there's maybe. also maybe that's that where the land sh- of the dead is. Maybe because that's shown up at this point, right? They're like, oh, the big mountain. F- God, yeah, mountain yeah, is yeah. Here. They're like, there's guns in there. There's guns in them. There, clouds, guns so and maybe, angels. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's that's where the land of the dead is and the abysses. And I don't know. It's just kind. Of, I don't know. There are huge swaths <laughs> of this book. I was just reading as fast as I could because it was so long. <laughs> I was like, I only have so many hours in my day. Yeah, yeah. I was like. <laughs> I'm enjoying it, but I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. If I had more time, I would have been a better reader. Write in and let us know what the true answer to this question is. Write in and yell at us, I guess. Yell at us for being bad. Um, (laughs) Punish us, daddy. Oh, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, anyway, it was all a ruse. Mrs. Coulter and Lord Asriel are working together. Uh, They decide they're going to kill Metatron so that their daughter may live. Um... And the two of them, like, wrestle Metatron into this abyss, and they have to, like, go down with him. It's the only way to take him down. So they do. They die. The cool thing about this thing is, like, Lyra never finds out really what happens, (laughs) presumably until much later in life, because some things happen with her and the alethiometer where she can no longer ask it questions um, and understand like she could before. So she's just like, I'll never know what happened to my mom and dad. And she's fine with it. Oh, well. They weren't good parents. <laughs> she has some line earlier in this book where she's like, oh, or maybe Will has it. I can't remember. Someone is like, oh, it's so sad. It, Mrs. Coulter is the only mom she'll ever know. Oh, she says that. Yeah. Yeah. She's got like 10 moms. So she's many got mother least... figures in her life. Like, Yeah. I'm like, you're good without you're her, fine. baby. Yeah. <laughs> she picks up a um, new one at the end of this book. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this is also the part of the book where Will and Lyra accidentally kill God. So they're, they know that their demons are somewhere in this fortress world. And basically it's a race for them to get their demons before the church does. Because if the church gets their demons, they basically are going to control Will and Lyra, control the alethiometer and the subtle knife, whatever. So they're racing around um, and they're up on the mountain and <laughs> they, um, they come across these dead angels who are carrying like this box and inside the box is the oldest angel they've ever seen in their life. They're like, oh my God, he's so many wrinkles. He looks like a skeleton. What's going on? Uh, Let's help him. So they open the box and God is like, thank you, children. Like he's like a very kindly old, like, thank you for releasing me. I'm too senile to understand anything situation. And then he rises out of the box. But because angels have no bodies, the strong winds just blow him apart and he dies. (laughs) And that's it for God. It's just dust. All they are is dust in the wind. It just made me laugh. I was like, cool. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it. uh, I felt like it was a very smart take in terms of like, yeah. The point of the book is not is not about being angry at God or yeah. It's like that was never the point, right? Like Mm -hmm. the point is about the dust. Yes, the dust is the important thing, not God. The point is to not be religious at all. Apparently, yeah, just (laughs) fuck God. Uh, Um, the two little Galavespians who were with Will and Lyra, they live long enough to guide the two children to like a larger force of Galavespians who are protecting the demons from the church. Will and Lyra each grab one of the demons, but accidentally grab each other's. Oh my goodness. Spicy. <laughs> and, and the demons are super cute because they've both taken the same form. So like, Aww. and no then babies. they, and then they just like hop into another world and they're like, all right, have fun fighting. <laughs> they Bye. close it up and surprise. It's Mary and the elephant motorcycle world. <laughs> Um, they hang out with Mary for a while, just relaxing. Mary's like, please sleep and bathe. It's been too long since you've bathed. <laughs> you are so gross. 
You children are disgusting. You um, stink of death. <laughs> and Mary, before the children had arrived, had had a dream uh, where basically this old woman was talking to her and was like saying, like, just tell them stories, tell them stories. And and f- for the readers, it's kind of like Mary is viewing one of the ghosts talking to the other ghosts that are like, mm. like they're passing the message of like, hey, tell the ghosts they need to tell the harpy stories kind of thing but mary's like this woman is talking to me and i need to absorb this message of like just tell some stories to the children that are about to come into my world so in the course of their just like taking a little vacation mary is like hey i used to be a nun this is why i stopped being a nun to just do science full time i fell in love for the first time and um you know i only realized it when this guy like offered me a bite of marzipan or whatever. And, um, I, I realized that life without love was not really worth living. So I decided to stop being a nun. Cool. Well, and also it's like, she's telling herself this lie that she never has been in love. And then Mm -hmm. he feeds her the marzipan and she's remembers a time as a kid when she fell in love for the first time. And she's like, Oh, like, I don't actually conform to this thing that they're telling yeah. me that I should, you know? Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of layers here of mm-hmm. religious trauma and how that is being yeah. excised. Like, <laughs> and uh, also Lyra gets mad horny from it. Yes. So which they had to cut from the U S edition. Really? Yeah. There's a, there's a, in the UK edition, the part where she talks about unlocking a house. Uh huh. There's, like, uh, another paragraph before that that's just, like, Lyra being mad horny. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I th- oh, yeah. I think I have a U.S. edition. I'm assuming because the box, or the first book was called Golden Compass and not Northern Lights. Mm. I'm just looking to see where this was published. Uh, yes. An imprint of Random House Children in yeah. New York. So. I also so. did not get the horny scene. Uh, but you can tell because... You can tell Lyra gets horny because Mary's story unlocks something in Lyra and opens so many doors for her. And she realizes, and Will also realizes this, that the two of them are in love. And thus Mary has fulfilled her role as the serpent in this tale. Good job, Mary. You did great. Yeah, yeah. I fully support Mary as a serpent. (laughs) This is good. (laughs) Um, Also, their demons both settle. Will wills becomes a cat and lyra's becomes a pine martin which i had to look up and it's like a little cute bear ferret cat thing <laughs> looks cool i didn't have to look it up because i read a lot of Redwall as a kid <laughs> <laughs> uh seraphina pakala then shows up at this point she's like i got some bad news y'all sorry I spoke to an angel and the angel told me that all the windows between all the worlds have to be closed up because dust is leaking out all over the place and fucking shit up. Also, Will, every time you've used the knife to open a new window, you've created a specter. The knife has got to go. Remember that whole thing where York was like, the knife has an intention of its own. Oh, that that was was it. it. Everything's coming together. (laughs) The angels will allow only one window to remain open. And for like a split second, Will and Lyra are like, oh, well, that'll be the window we use to see each other. No, they have to keep their promise to the land of the dead and allow the ghosts to rejoin with dust. Um, so this basically, sad, yeah, part. Serafina was like, hey, I know you guys have just discovered love and puberty and all that good stuff. And like, you know, two 12-year-olds who have gone through a traumatic experience, this is for sure love, love, and not just hormones. <laughs> yes. Well, also, their kissing did make a lot of dust. Their so. kissing made and so much dust. And the dust made the trees do good things. It was all, you know, because we had, you know, Eve. You get it. Yeah, you get it. <laughs> you for sure get it. Um. <laughs> yes. So, um, Will and Lyra eventually come to the realization like we are going to have to be separated for the rest of our lives because at first they were like hey I'll come with you with your world no I want to come with you to your world because we can't leave your mom by herself Will and and then and and Lyra's like even if it means I do die within 10 years it'll be 10 years we get to spend together and Will was like you think after 10 years of us being together I would not also die just to follow you to the land of the dead and uh they they have this moment where like okay well you know we 
when we both die, we'll, we'll meet up again in the dust and, and we'll be joined so tightly that when they make something from our particles, they'll have to take one particle from each of us because they won't be able to separate us and blah, 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 blah. It was very sweet. Um, but they do eventually just go to their own worlds and, uh, stay they there. decide to sit on a bench in a garden that exists in both of their worlds mm-hmm. every midsummer for at the an same hour time. at noon yeah. yeah so they can and they also yeah. promise that if they find somebody else to fall in love with that they won't like let the memories of their childhood they won't compare love them. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah be like hold them back or whatever uh-huh. but seraphina Just... does imply like hey there are ways to learn to walk between worlds but it will take a long time to study essentially like we didn't really mention this, but when Will and and Lyra separated from their demons as they went into the land of the dead, they basically performed a ritual that the witches all performed when they were children so that their demons could, like, separate from them and go great distances. So Will and Lyra can do that now with their demons, and they're kind of, like, honorary witches, so they might be able to do something with, like, witch magic to allow them to move between worlds. Mm. Um, or angel magic because i think the angels yes. are like we have a way to do it but you we're just not gotta, gonna tell you what it is you gotta study it man and the, yeah because there's a whole thing also with lyra loses the like innate ability to study the lithiometer yes. mm-hmm. and everyone's like well you can still learn it you like before you had it like as just a gift and you shouldn't just assume that you're like entitled to that and you can just yeah. learn how to do it and you can still like which i really liked because it was like all of this stuff was very like well we're taking away all of this stuff but maybe you can get it back one day if you work for it which is very mm-hmm. much like the premise of the series of like you shouldn't be concentrating on doing good things and doing interesting things because of some reward later on you should be doing it in order to like live a good and interesting life right yes mm-hmm. and help those around you and you know, always seek out progress, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, yes, it was it was a bittersweet ending. Yeah. There are more books in Lyra's life, but... And Will gets uh, taken care of by Mary Malone. She, yeah. like, is like, well, you can come live with me and your mom can come live with me. It'll be fine. We'll work it out. And Lyra... We're all uh, wanted by the law, but we'll, we'll figure, figure it out. out. <laughs> um, and she can see demons now because the witches taught witch her how taught to do her. it. Yeah. Um, Wh- she and, and Serafina Pakala are BFFs. Yes. And um, Lyra decides to go to school and it's yeah it's good she's gonna learn how to do the alethiometer she was like this female scholar that i made fun of in the first book she's actually kind of nice and i was unfair to her Uh, i'm gonna go to her school and learn how to do shit (laughs) the amount of like lyra unpacking her internalized misogyny that happened at the end of this book i was like yes lyra get it (laughs) yep you've learned so much girl you do need the company of women in your life and that's fine Ugh, it's a good book Mm mm-hmm it was. It was a good series. I'm glad we read it. I definitely would not have appreciated this as a young adult the way I, I would now. I don't think so either. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it would have just been, like, a fun and confusing fantasy as a child. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> reading this as an adult was very fulfilling and good. So. Recommend. Recommend. I will now watch the HBO Max series. I might. I haven't decided yet. Mm. We did it. We, we finished made it another, another series. series. Yeah. Proud of us. Yeah. Um. Cool. So, let's talk about what's coming up let's so next week we will be wrapping up yet another everything coming to a close everything coming to a Um, close not the podcast just our units but yeah all the units really lined up this this last go round uh we'll be wrapping up our grab bag unit with recursion by blake crouch Mm -hmm. um the week after that we are officially officially (gasps) officially starting say now Huh? Are we going to say now? Yeah, we got to, right? We have to. We can. Or we could just show up that Monday and be like, this is it. Nah, I think we've teased people long (laughs) enough about what this is. Um, So we were thinking about what uh, middle grade, long form. Long ass series. Long series, fantasy or sci-fi we'd like to cover. Um, And we decided to go with one that I feel like has a fairly... Like Animorphs, it has a lot of fandom, I think. Like, it, yes. In that sort of like age group, who were that age group when it came out, but it just came out a little bit Very after. fanatic fandom. Mm-hmm, it came out just a little bit after we were really of an age to read it, I uh-huh. believe, at least for me. Which yes, definitely think, for yeah. me then. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, okay, that's how time works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ancient. <laughs> Two years of time separate us. Uh, but the book series that we are going to be starting Oh, hold next. on, let me get a drum roll. Hold on. Is. I hope this is picking up on the mic. Aaron Hunter's Warrior Cats. <laughs> yes. We have, I have never read so one excited. of these books. Me, neither have I. We don't know at all what we're going into, only that people love it. And <laughs> it is, as far as I know, a long book series mm-hmm. about cats and they fight each other. And they fight. I think. And that's all I need to know. Um, <laughs> I think personally, we should come up with our own warrior cat names and only refer mm. to each other by those warrior cat names when we record those episodes. I think that uh, that should be a, perhaps an episode one decision because okay. I don't think I have enough of a taste for the names yes, of the yes. cats yet. We need to read the books and yes. then decide what adjectives and nouns go well together mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. ourselves. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm but so that'll excited. Be t- yeah, that'll be two weeks from now. Yes. Oh, boy. So glad boy, I was not a secret anymore. <laughs> In the meantime, if you have any books or units you want us to cover on the podcast, if you have your own warrior cat name, please tweet at us at ShuffleWareCast or email us ShuffleWareCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. And you can actually do that now. I realized, I don't know for how many episodes I've accidentally left out the URL to the YouTube channel. Like, it got out of my copy and paste. And Uh I don't know how that happened. Apologies. It's there now. (laughs) Um. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you don't follow or subscribe to us on one of those, you definitely should. You want to be here from day one of Let's Go Mew Mew Mondays. <laughs> meow Meow Mondays. Meow Meow Mondays. Um, <laughs> if you use Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd very much appreciate a five star review. But if you don't, that's all right because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you would like. In the words of Philip Pullman. The Christian religion is a very powerful and convincing mistake. That's all. (laughs) Damn, Mary. (laughs) I really want to see... No, I'm not going to say that on recording. Lin-Manuel Miranda get eaten by a bear. (laughs) Yes! We didn't even talk about that. But when Yorick finds Lee Scoresby's body, because Serafina Bacala is like, your your homeboy's dead. Yorick goes to find his body, and he's like, well, my friend has left me with one last gift, and he eats his body. Which is like... (laughs) That's a choice. A very... Yeah, I was like, this makes sense in context, but I'm sure this will be very interesting to watch. Yeah. (laughs) 